You are listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast, episode 59, Husband Resentment. This is Less Drama, More Mama, the podcast for moms who want to feel calm, in control, and confident about how to handle anything life throws their way. You're ready to go from feeling frazzled and disrespected feeling calm and connected, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Pam Howard. Hi, Mama. This is an episode that needs to be shared. So I'm going to get right into it. I have coached so many moms who harbor resentment toward their husbands that I wanted to dedicate an entire episode to it. Now, if you don't have a husband or you don't feel resentment toward yours, feel free to substitute someone else, your ex, your mother-in-law, a boss, a coworker, whomever you want. All of the concepts will apply if you're feeling resentment towards anyone, but I'm going to use husband as the main example. So to start off, let's define the word resentment, shall we? Resentment is the feeling of anger at something considered unjust. Many of my clients feel resentment because they consider the amount of work they do around the house or the amount of time they spend with the kids or the amount of affection or appreciation they receive as somehow unjust. So for example, I was working with a mom whose husband travels a lot for work and she felt super resentful because she's running the house taking care of the kids and working her own full-time job while he's off enjoying his, quote, freedom. I have another client who feels resentful because her husband doesn't communicate with her about his plans and doesn't open up to her emotionally. Finally, I talked with a mom last week who feels resentful of her husband because of the way he parents their kids. She believes he's too lenient He's just not doing it right, and she resents that they're not on the same page when it comes to things like routines, limits, and discipline. It seems reasonable to say that these moms feel resentful because of their circumstances. One has a husband who travels a lot, one has a husband who doesn't communicate with her, and one has a husband who isn't on the same page about parenting. And most of us were taught growing up that our feelings are caused by our circumstances, which includes other people and their behavior. But if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you can probably guess what I'm going to say next. Your husband doesn't cause you to feel resentment. He doesn't cause you any problem at all. This is great news because believing that he has to change for you to feel better is completely useless and disempowering. Your feelings are always caused by your thoughts, and thankfully, you can change those if you want to. I can hear you saying, but Pam, you don't know my situation. My circumstances are different. They aren't neutral. Everyone agrees that my situation is horrible. I promise you it isn't. And as long as you keep telling yourself that it is, you're going to stay stuck in anger, resentment, and a victim mentality. So keep listening. I've talked about relationship manuals before, the instruction guides we have for other people in our lives. We want people to follow our manuals so we can feel good. And when they don't follow our manuals, we blame them for our unhappiness. 
Essentially, we give all of our power away to someone else to determine how we'll feel. So my client's manual said things like, my husband shouldn't travel so much. I shouldn't be the one doing all the housework. I shouldn't always be the one to enforce consequences. It's not fair. Whenever you think something should be different than it is, you're resisting reality. And that resistance causes you to suffer. When my client learned to accept the reality of her situation, then she could start to become curious and ask herself why it's perfect that her husband travels for work and she stays at home, and why she's the best person to do the housework and enforce consequences. She could own her choices, feel good about them, and let go of her resentment. Instead of thinking, I have to do everything around here, she started thinking, I'm choosing to do everything around here, and who better than me to do it? You're probably wondering how she got to that point, through questioning all of her thoughts. For example, take the thought, I have to do everything around here. When questioned, she realized that she doesn't have to do anything. She could let the dishes and laundry pile up if she wanted to, but she didn't want to. She wanted to live in a tidy house, and she wanted her kids to live in a tidy house. So her new thought became, I'm choosing to do the housework. She could choose not to enforce any consequences and blame her kids' behavior on her husband's absence, but that's not the kind of mom and wife she wanted to be. She even had the thought, it must be hard for my husband to be away from home all the time and to miss out on so many of the kids' milestones. Maybe I'm the one enjoying freedom after all. Those thoughts created feelings of empowerment, confidence, and compassion. You may have heard the expression, one person's pleasure is another's pain. It's so true. For every wife who's upset that her husband doesn't express his emotions, there's another one wishing her husband wasn't so sensitive and would toughen up. For every wife who thinks her husband doesn't spend enough time with the family, there's another one who thinks hers spends too much time at home. And for every woman who thinks her mate is too affectionate and wants to make love too often, there's another one complaining that her husband isn't interested enough in sex. It's not your husband, but how you choose to think about him that's important. When my clients come to me with their manuals, I say, imagine that your husband was doing all of the things you think he should be doing taking on more of the household responsibilities, telling you he loves you more often, and having your back when it comes to parenting decisions. What would you be feeling? And they'll say things like, I'd feel appreciated. I'd feel valued, important, connected, loved, happy. They think that if their husbands change, they'll get to feel all those things, but they have zero control over their husband's behavior. The alternative is to take responsibility for their own feelings, drop their manuals, and let their husbands be exactly who they are. One of the misconceptions most people have about being in a relationship is that both people are supposed to meet each other's needs and do things to make each other happy. We've all been sold the idea that once we're in a marriage or a committed relationship, we're supposed to complete each other. And as parents, we're supposed to be on the same page about everything. But a union isn't about two halves finally finding each other like puzzle pieces and making a whole. It's about 
two already whole people coming together and creating something even bigger and better. When I was married, my ex-husband and I went to couples counseling, and I kept some of the worksheets that our counselor gave to us. One of them asked us to write down what the other person did to cause our frustration. Another one asked us to write down all of the things we needed from the other. One thing I wrote was, I need to feel that I'm a top priority in your life. The truth was that I was causing my own frustration with my thoughts about him, and I wasn't making myself a top priority in my life. I wasn't meeting my own needs. Looking back on it now, it's no wonder we were so unhappy in our marriage and why counseling drove us even further apart. When you have two people waiting for the other one to meet their needs, the result is two very needy people. And needy isn't attractive. Needy is repelling and desperate and graspy. Who wants to be around that? Couples who rely on each other to meet their needs set up a quid pro quo relationship that ends in a stalemate. They think, well, I'll meet his needs when he meets mine. That is true emotional childhood, and they'll constantly be trying to control and manipulate each other so they can be happy. And if one person does change as a result of nagging or complaining, it won't be the kind of change the other really wants anyway, because what they really want is for their spouse to want to change. When people do things out of a sense of obligation rather than authentically choosing it for themselves— it creates even more resentment and disconnection. My friend Meg just told me a story the other day about this piece of plywood she was storing in her garage near the front of her car when she pulled into her parking spot. And every time she pulled too far into the garage, the car would hit the plywood, and the next time she backed out, it would come crashing down on her car. This happened several times before she asked her husband to either move the plywood or get rid of it. And she asked him again and again over the course of the next 18 months. For 18 months, he didn't move that plywood. And for 18 months, it crashed down on her car every time she pulled too far into the garage. For 18 months, she stewed about it and nagged him to do it. Finally, when she was irritated enough and fed up enough with hitting the plywood, having it crash down on her car, and then propping it back up again in the same spot she decided to move the plywood herself. It took her less than 20 seconds to do this. The moral? She spent all that time blaming her husband for feeling frustrated and resentful because he wasn't following her manual. And the whole time, she had the power within herself to take responsibility for her own happiness. Amazing, right? What if you could be in emotional adulthood Take responsibility for meeting your own needs, let your husband meet his needs, and then just enjoy each other's company when you're together. Now, you might be wondering, if I'm supposed to meet my own needs and make myself happy, then what's the point of having a husband? I'll never forget when I heard my coach, Brooke Castillo, talk about this on her podcast. One of her students had asked her that same question, what's the point of having a husband? And she answered, just so you have someone to love. That blew me away when I heard that. Your husband is there for you to love. Because when you feel loving, it benefits you. You not loving him only hurts you. 
people will say, I don't want to love him. He doesn't deserve my love. Luckily, just because you love him doesn't mean he gets to experience it. You're the only one feeling it, just like you're the only one feeling your resentment. You think you're punishing him with your resentment, but you're only punishing yourself. He feels his own emotions and you feel yours. So what if your husband's only job was to show up exactly as he is and let you love him? What do you imagine your relationship would be like if you stopped trying to control and change him and he just did the things he genuinely wants to do? When you take control of your own emotions, regardless of how he behaves, you take control of your life to create the experience you want to have. I want to make clear that I'm not suggesting you tolerate any form of abuse or that you don't protect yourself or set boundaries in your relationship. I'm not suggesting that you always stay in your relationship either, but you can always choose to feel love because love feels better than hate. If you'd like help getting past feelings of resentment, schedule your free mini session with me at lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini. Next week, I have an amazing interview for you. So be sure to check it out. It's episode 60. All right, Mama, I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast. If you liked this episode, please take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes and make sure you subscribe too so you never miss a show. Got a question, comment, or idea for an upcoming episode? Email me at pam at lessdramamoremama.com. <laughs>